Welcome back, everybody. Episode five of the Staying Focused podcast. Um, joined by Jim Collins, and I'm here today solo. Uh, Rob on vacation right now. We just got out of school uh, last week, so kind of taking in the first parts of the summer. Um, yeah, I want to record a solo episode for you guys today. It's been a couple weeks, been on a bit of a hiatus. Uh, I want to get some more content out there for you guys. Uh, Going to talk about the NBA playoffs, talk about the Lakers and Nuggets series in the Western Conference Finals, uh, potentially washed king. Um, we got the Eastern Conference Finals with the Celtics and the Heat. Uh, Jimmy Butler going into Boston and taking game one. Uh, talk about a little bit more about the NHL playoffs. Uh, talk about our predictions that we made um, there in the Conference Finals as well. We had a crazy game last night. I was up until about 2 a.m. watching a four-overtime, six-hour NHL game. And talk about the NBA Draft Lottery, Victor Wambanyama. Um, and cap it off with a little bit of college football talk and college athletics, potentially conference realignment in the ACC and what we could see that in the future. Uh, here we go. And we are back. Episode five. Um, how's everybody doing? Um, yeah, we've just been getting out of school and busy last couple weeks finals and all that so happy to be back uh just me today jimmy uh first gonna start it off nba playoffs uh the last time we talked we were still in the first round and i know i said that the kings warrior series was over and the kings were going to win and they did not classic uh warriors comeback but the lakers got past them in the second round uh, so here we are in the conference finals. We have the Lakers and the Nuggets, uh, the seven seed versus the one seed. And in the East, we have the Celtics and the Heat, who have pulled off a couple of huge upsets. Um, yeah, so last night we had game two of the Lakers series. Um, they were playing... In Denver for the second game, down 1-0. Some would say it might be a must win for the Lakers. Don't want to go down 2-0. Uh, and they did. So they're down 2-0. Um, definitely felt throughout the game like it was very winnable. And then in the fourth quarter, Jamal Murray kind of took over. Um, he finished last night with over 30. Let me get an exact number here. 37. Jeez. 37 and LeBron finished with 22 and LeBron did not feel like himself yesterday. He shot nine for 19, 0 for six from deep. Um, almost one rebound shy of a triple double. But the story yesterday was uh, the washed king, some would say. Uh, LeBron turned the ball over uh, multiple times in clutch situations. Um, horrible from beyond the arc i don't know it just looked like the foot or ankle injury that he's been dealing with late in the season really caught up to him last night i mean yeah he's 38 years old now year 20 um was this his last shot at a title potentially um i don't want to count the lakers out because again it is lebron james so you never could truly count them out 
Um, I don't know. I I, I want to say that the Lakers are going to go back home and win both. We're going to have a whole new series going back to Denver. Uh, Lakers have not lost at home yet this postseason. So they keep playing how they've been playing. It will be 2-2. But this Nuggets team, man, is they're sound. They're, when Porter's on, especially from deep, um, Jokic is averaging a 30-point triple-double this playoffs, practically unstoppable. And then you have Murray, who is playing some of his best basketball right now. He had 37 last night and over 30 in game one. Uh, he shot six for 14 from deep last night. Uh, it's just they just look super good. And it's getting to the point where I know Lakers fans I've been seeing are kind of now they're starting to panic. After game one, it was kind of like it's okay. We figured them out. We were down 18 and a half, only lost by six, but dropping game two, and which kind of felt like a almost must win, down 2 0. Now game three is a must win. If they don't win, the series is over. So, um, is LeBron done? Is this going to be his last year? I don't know. I would like to say no. Like, he won't retire. He's going to wait for his son to come in. But is this his last shot at a title? Potentially. And he's got he's to gotta perform. He can't be – like, last night was just bad. And he blew a breakaway dunk. He stole the ball late, down four. And instead of going up for what he easily could have dunked it, he went for a reverse layup and missed. And it just feels like this is not the usual LeBron James that we're used to watching and might be letting the series slip away early. Um, the media is all over this series for sure. Oh, Lakers down 2-0, Lakers down 2-0, this and that, even though I myself have been saying the same thing. But you got to give props to this Nuggets team. Uh, Jamal Murray said last night that he thinks that they're not getting enough credit, and especially Jokic, who's doing what no one's ever done before averaging a 30-point triple-double this late into the playoffs. Um, it's impressive, man. It's something that we're, we're witnessing history in a way, and nobody's really even batting an eye. Um, and over to the East, we got Game 2 tonight of the Heat and Celtics series in Boston. Uh, Heat stole Game 1, and this Celtics team, man, I, I don't know. Is this is game two a must win for the Celtics? We know the Celtics are the better team. They definitely don't have the better coach, which has proven this series, even this whole entire playoffs, that's been their struggle. I feel like his coaching and Joe Missoula is not um, doing what he needs to do in certain situations, drawing up plays, this and that. Um, and they're dropping games. And Going down 2-0 tonight at home would be that, – that's going to be tough, especially uh, when you get into the playoffs, tougher atmospheres at, at home for teams. And the Heat, as we know in years past, like when LeBron was there, the big three, um, those are – that's a tough place to play. So uh, I, I'm going to say must win tonight for the Celtics at home. They're 10-point favorites, so definitely – Odds are in their favor, but you never know. Jimmy Butler, this playoffs has been amazing. This Heat team is 
it's yeah, it's not your typical, not your typical eight seed. Um, so it was the one seed last year, and they're missing Tyler Hero, who broke his hand in the first round. Um, it is shocking what they're doing, to say the least. Could potentially um, steal yet another series and make the NBA Finals, where all bets are off in the NBA Finals. Um, yeah, the NBA playoffs this year, I think, have been great. I think we have a lot of potential great matchups in the NBA Finals. You could have the Heat and Celtics. Well, not the Heat and Celtics, but the um, Celtics and Lakers, who is obviously what the media wants because those are the only teams that they ever talk about. Um, Nuggets, Celtics, two high seeds left. Um, probably the two all-around best teams in the NBA. Um, and then you could have probably won't happen, but Heat Lakers uh, rematch of the bubble. Is the bubble basketball real now? Are you going to count the Lakers title as a full championship? Because many people don't. I think we should. And then, yeah, I mean, it's definitely been exciting. Um, and last night after the um, Lakers against Nuggets game. We had a four overtime, six hour NHL thriller in game one of the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, the Panthers stole game one in Carolina after playing a four overtime thriller. The Panthers, Kachuk scored with 12 seconds to go in the fourth overtime. And man, it honestly felt like that game was going to never end. I got to the point where I was up at almost 2 a.m. cheering for the goalies to keep that game going. I was thinking like, oh, we could maybe they'll still be playing when I wake up in the morning. Um, But that wasn't the case. And the Panthers stole game one. It's a big win for them. They've been great on the road this playoffs. They beat the Leafs in five and came back down 3-1 to beat the Bruins. it's impressive, man. And the Canes as well had been great at home this season, especially in the playoffs. Uh, that's going to be a super fun series, especially after last night. Uh, they're going to be gassed for game two tomorrow. But uh, I'm excited for that one. Um, game one tonight of the Vegas Golden Knights against Dallas Stars series. Two teams that have looked very solid throughout the playoffs. Vegas uh, was able to beat the Oilers on their home ice in game six. And, yeah, they – they I feel like they've looked like the best team so far in the playoffs, the best team still alive. And I think that they have a very good chance to win the Stanley Cup. Uh, Dallas pulled it out in seven against the Kraken, who were kind of the Cinderella story of the playoffs. The newest expansion team looking to make a run, make the Stanley Cup, similar to Vegas, but they fell just short in Dallas, and Dallas took that one. Um, I'm going to go out and say I think Vegas is going to take this series. Um, I think that they're the all-around better team, and I think having them in the Stanley Cup final would be very exciting, like they were in their first season. Um, On Tuesday night, we had the NBA draft lottery which was um, very disappointing for myself 
as a Pistons fan. Uh, we did not win the uh, sweepstakes for the heavily touted Victor Wembanyama, the seven foot five, maybe even seven foot six, uh, all around player from France. And man, that was heartbreaking. Sat back last season, watched my favorite team win 17 games and fall to the lowest possible pick that they could have. Uh, they said that they drew the lottery ball, the lottery balls seven times for the top four picks, and the Pistons didn't win any of them. So they automatically fell to five, which was the lowest they could be. And that one hurt. Basketball gods were not on their side. Um, but Spurs fans are over the moon right now. Uh, they're going to get Wemby. Um, I'm interested to see if Wemby lives up to his expectations. He probably won't in year one, but it doesn't help when you have guys like Adrian Wojnarowski and Brian Windhorst saying he's the best prospect ever in all of sports. That just seems a little bit unreasonable. Um, considering LeBron James is still, in a sense, dominating the NBA in year 20. And he was, before Wemby, the greatest prospect ever. But, yeah, I'm not a gr- huge fan of the NBA draft lottery. I feel like if you're if you have the worst record in the league, I think you should have the best odds at the number one pick as they do in the NHL draft, but the NBA is so set on um, getting rid of tanking, which almost feels impossible because even with the current NBA draft lottery, the the Pistons this year were tanking. They, Cade Cunningham got season ending surgery in the early months of the season. And then with like two months to go, they basically benched all of their Uh, starting five for the rest of the season. Um, It's just disappointing seeing how, I mean, it's harder when it's your team, but it's disappointing seeing the two teams, the Rockets as well, uh, the worst two records in the NBA, and they are picking at four and five. It's just tough. I mean, it's, I don't think there's a great way to fix it, but I don't know. It's sucks, but um in recent news, we have had a lot of rumblings out of the ACC, um, the Big Seven with uh, the Big Seven teams in the ACC, at least. Um, North Carolina, Miami, Clemson, Florida State, Virginia, Virginia Tech, and um, where's the last team? Um, well, yeah, but the big seven teams in the ACC. Um, They have been in recent talks about voting on disbanding the ACC, which is something very interesting. Uh, All these contracts with these schools and television contracts and everything end in 2036. But with these seven schools potentially talking about moving, um, there could be a vote here in the near future about disbanding the ACC as a whole, especially um, with those we've seen recently um, schools like UCLA and USC moving to the big 10 in the near future. 
Texas and Oklahoma moving to the SEC. It's just crazy the realignment that we're seeing in college athletics specifically for mostly for college football um but basically the reason behind this is that the acc which is only above the pac-12 they bring in the least amount of money deals sponsorships and all that for these respective schools which is especially with florida state and clemson this year who are two teams that are most definitely looking to compete for a national championship, compete to make the college football playoff. In recent polls I've seen, I've seen Florida State as high as the third-ranked team in the country and Clemson hovering around 8, 9, 10. Um, Clemson year in and year out competing for a national championship. Florida State has been set up very well uh, heading into this season. They just landed to transfer Keon Coleman from Michigan State. Uh, they returned Jordan Travis, who is a legitimate Heisman contender. Mike Norvell, their coach, is finally getting things going. Uh, they've added a lot of transfers in positions of need, like corner on the line, um, tight end, uh, receiver, Keon Coleman, and they have big freshmen coming in. Um, yeah, that's a team that finished 10-3 and last year and has definitely improved in the winter months and now we're seeing them all the way up at three and that's definitely something to keep an eye on but back to the realignment here in the acc um these teams are bringing in almost 30 million dollars less than schools in the big 10 and the sec which when you're looking to compete for a national title is a lot of resources that you that those teams have that you do not. So with NIL and all this uh, recent, all these recent NIL deals that you're seeing through athletes and through teams and rec recruiting now, um, it's the more money you have, the better chance you have to be a big powerhouse in college football. And you've seen schools like Michigan and Notre Dame who were slow to get into the NIL game who are now implementing um, more and more programs and hiring NIL directors to bring up those uh, NIL programs and find ways to easier attract uh, recruits and transfers and all of that. Um, this has become a huge part of college football, and it's it's almost, in a sense, taking over the sport as a whole. Um, but if those schools like in the SEC, like Alabama, um, Auburn, um, Georgia, um, and in the Big Ten, like Ohio State, uh, if those schools are using NIL to their advantage and making 30 more million dollars on the side through TV deals and conference deals, then why would schools like Florida State, uh, Clemson, Miami, who has been dominant in the past, why would they sit back and continue uh, taking in less money in a conference that they've been a part of for a long time when they could vote to disband the conference and 
vote to or and then apply to be a member of the Big Ten, the SEC, more so like super conferences and make more money and have better opportunities to bring success to their program through using this money for NIL and so on. Um, it's definitely something to keep an eye on. Uh, speaking from a Notre Dame perspective, it's definitely something that I think Notre Dame needs to look into in the future. And I think that they're slowly doing that. They're, we have a couple NIL programs that are up and coming, but once those kickstart, I think that is going to help Notre Dame portray its big brand that it has through college football for the longest time. Um, I'm very, very excited for the college football season this year. I think that uh, obviously Georgia lost a lot. Um, they're back-to-back national champs, but uh, they have six offensive returners starting and seven defensive returners starting, which means they lost about half of their starters. And all those guys went pro. And it's just crazy. Um the powerhouse that they've turned into these last couple years, but with a lot of um, new faces going to be on that offense and on that defense, it'll be interesting to see if they can continue what they've been doing in the past. Um, Michigan too, in this poll, uh, they've returned, they're returning about the same amount, but um, they're returning a lot of uh, big production uh, with Blake Karam and J.J. Uh, McCarthy. Um, they're going to be good again. I don't see why they pro- why they wouldn't win the Big Ten. Uh, the only team really that's going to compete with them is Ohio State, who had a bit of a down year last year. Uh, they lost C.J. Stroud to the Texans, and um, so it's going to be interesting to see uh, what they do at quarterback. I know they haven't named a starter yet, but um, Florida State, who had a big year last year, like we talked about, um, looking to have an even bigger year this year. Uh, they haven't really been very relevant since Jameis Winston and Jimbo Fisher and their 2013 National Championship. But it will be very interesting to see um, – if Mike Norvell can bring those guys back to the promised land. Uh, USC obviously returns the Heisman Trophy winner in Caleb Williams. Um, Lincoln Riley, second year on the job. Um, He's going to keep things rolling in the right direction there. Uh, Alabama, who lost uh, Bryce Young, obviously. Uh, I know they, they just took in Notre Dame transfer quarterback Tyler Buckner. Will he start uh, Jalen Milrow? Apparently none of them have really uh, impressed down there in Tuscaloosa. So I think Tyler Buckner will land a starting job, especially with Tommy Reese as their new offensive coordinator. Uh, LSU, um, Brian Kelly's second year now. Uh, he had a good season last season. Definitely some hype around that program there. Uh It'll be Jaden Daniels' second season at quarterback. Brian Kelly's second season at quarterback. I think they'll have another successful season. 
Penn State, I'm not too sure about in the Big Ten. Um, we'll see. They have Drew Aller coming in, um, but they returned their two really good tailbacks in Katrin Allen and Nicholas Singleton, who were huge uh, members of their production last season. Um, their running game was very strong last year. Clemson had a bit of a down year last year, which is crazy. They were 11-3, and three, and we're looking at that as a down year, but they've been dominating for like seven, eight years now. Um, yeah, they are going to start Kate Klubnick, quarterback, with DJ Uyunglele, Uyunglele transferring to Oregon State. And I think that once they kind of uh, progressed DJ out of their starting quarterback role last season, things started to look better. They looked more like the clubs that they usually do. So I think giving Kate Klubnick a full season uh, with Dabo will be some, and Will Shapley will be something that uh, will bring them back to the consistency that they've seen in the past. Um, yeah, I mean, that's like, the top 10 or so teams heading into the season. Uh, obviously, I would like to say that I think Notre Dame is going to be a top 10 team next season. Not totally sure. Down year last year. Returning a decent amount, um, like we've talked about in previous episodes. Um, the younger guys are kind of going to be the big name, so it's going to be more of like a new Notre Dame rather than most teams talking about what they're returning. For Notre Dame, it's going to be new bringing in Sam Hartman, who's going to be the starting quarterback, especially with Tyler Buckner leaving. That kind of gets rid of any competition there. Um, like we talked about, young wide receivers with Tobias Merriweather, uh, Logan Diggs gone. So Audrick Estime is going to take majority of those carries, and he's had a great offseason, uh, finished with a strong season last season. Um so that's going to be very exciting. Uh, the defense is kind of where kind of up in the air. Obviously, we lost our top pass rushers with Isaiah Foskey, Jason Adamalola, um, Justin Adamalola, and those guys on the defense. But we're returning Benjamin Morrison in the secondary. And as Rob always talks about, dog. Um, and like I have talked about 10 plus interceptions next year. So that's going to be exciting. Uh, but obviously everything in a way revolves around Sam Hartman because in the past, Notre Dame has been a great defensive team. The defense has kept them in games. The quarterback play been so, so, but if Sam Hartman, who is a 13,000 yard passer and 110 touchdowns during his four and a half seasons at Wake Forest, uh, that is a new level of offense that we could see brought to South Bend, more of an air raid offense, and it's something that, if it works out, which I hope it does, will propel Notre Dame to be a very, very exciting football team for not only Irish fans, but also uh, the Irish public, and I'm pumped about that, and man, I'm just pumped about um, college football in general, it's Almost here, about 100 days away. Yesterday, I think, was 100 days until the kickoff. Uh, Notre, Dame kick, Notre Dame actually kicks off the season in Ireland against Navy. That's about 100 days away. 
Um, so it'll be here sooner than we know it. And in the MLB, uh, not a ton of news. Um, yeah, I mean, the Rays still dominating us in the 32 and 13. Yankees kind of struggling, but 26 and 20. Not really bad. The AL Central is an absolute mess. Uh, that's about that. Uh, the Astros were struggling for a bit. They're kind of picking up their stride. They had a big, uh, they came back down 6 1 against the Cubs the other day. Um, Braves dominating. They look like a very, very complete ball club. You can see them in the World Series. Uh, St. Louis Cardinals are a mess right now. They're 19 and 26. They've been scoring a lot of runs as of late, so the bats are clicking. But the pitching is just not really there. I mean, they played the Dodgers um, last night, and they scored 16 runs, hit seven homers. But they also gave up eight, which is not obviously not what you want to see. But uh, they're hitting their stride right now for sure. They've won... uh, Looks like 10 of their last 12. So they're they're hitting their stride. They won 10 of the 12 after losing eight in a row and nine out of 10. So that's, they'll come back. They'll, I think they'll, I still think that they can win the NL Central, but um, they have been struggling more so not this last week, but the month prior um and then wrap it up in the nl west the dodgers are dodgers are uh taking control of that division i know i man i thought that padres team was gonna be really good i mean still a lot of season left but they're sitting four games under 500 right now and not hitting the ball very well and they're on a pretty big losing streak uh, they've lost, looks like seven of their last eight. Um, but obviously things will pick up in the summer and better teams win in the dog days of summer. So that's something that we need to keep an eye on. Uh, yeah, I think that's about all I have for you guys today. It was, uh, fun to record a solo episode for you guys today. Um, I'm excited to see how the NBA playoffs finish the NHL playoffs. Um, it'd be interesting to see where we go with conference realignment in college football, NIL, as we approach the 2023-2024 season and finish off the MLB season throughout the summer. Um, and I'll talk to you guys in the next one. Rob will be back. Uh, can't wait. See you guys.